0: Oh, buds. Shit.
1: And welcome to another episode of the Earbuds Podcast. The podcast where two friends talk about one album for certain minutes. Uh I we are the Earbuds Podcast. Me and you. My dude. You and me? You and me, me and you. All right. I was I was trying to I guess I wasn't being a gentleman. You and I Thank are you. part of the Earbuds Podcast. My name is Lucas Inderkovs. Your name is Brett
0: Hanrahan. And today we're actually doing a shorty, um, kind of... Uh, Listen, if y'all don't know what the shorties are, it's when we kind of look at the latest and greatest in music coming out. Kind of like the recent stuff is where we kind of stay up to to, up to date, you know, in, in the industry. Uh, today yeah. is no different, if I remember correct. What year is it again? Uh, it's 2016. I think it's 2016. I think it's 2016. Oh, dude, talk um, about a shit year. It's been a crazy oh, man. year. I can't imagine anything it's, worse after this. I
1: know. I can't imagine like dude, imagine if we like went through a pandemic or some shit. Like how fucking crazy that would have been.
0: Um uh, our great presidents yeah. wouldn't let that happen, Lucas.
1: That's true. I don't think Hillary Clinton would allow uh, a pandemic to happen. <laughs> right. Thank God I voted for that bitch. But uh we are talking about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, a band that's near and dear to me. Uh I have a lot of history with this band, and we just got done listening to, I guess you could say, is one of their latest records uh, that came out about six years ago. It is their most Uh, recent, at least. It's their most recent. And honestly, we wanted to find an artist that we both uh, enjoyed and that was part of this LGBT community that you know, we wanted to celebrate Pride Month a little bit with all of our LGBTQ plus fans and brethren out there. So today we are talking about Against Me's latest record that is six years old called Shapeshift With Me.
0: A a band that I've listen to on a rare rare occasion so you have heard some stuff from against me before a cu- like a couple songs a couple times
1: okay nice nice uh i love against me i've loved them since like high school like 20 2003 i think is the first time that i actually gave them a chance because i 13 years, years ago they're about just around 13 years ago All right, right? Yep, just around 13 years ago, I uh I used to hate this fucking band.
0: <laughs> really. I used to hate them
1: because my friends, I mean, my friends were like so into the punk scene before I was. Yeah. And Against Me was probably the most legit punk that my friends listened to back in 2000, 2001 because when they started, they were just like acoustic punk rock music, um very like uh days and days
0: type sure, of kind of kind of folky
1: kind of folky yes kind of folky but man laura's voice back then was just super raw and rough and she was fucking pissed and the band (laughs) like it was almost like the one of the you know we've talked about it before but it's like they're one of the things that attracted my friends to them was how shitty they sounded and they only released i think that most of their first records only came out on seven inches at the time so they were just a super diy punk band kind of
0: underground at that point
1: very underground at that point but if like if you claimed against me if you could sing uh pints of guinness or whatever (laughs) uh then you know you, you were you were fucking legit punk in 2001 and i didn't get into them until as the eternal cowboy came out in 2003 and and then after that even more got way way more into them uh when searching for former clarity came out uh, which is by far my favorite album of theirs. They, they've they sort of dropped off here and there. They had like a couple of albums that I didn't like. New Wave and White Crosses. But then when, when they released Transgender Dysphoria Blues in 2014, I believe. Man, did that album have a huge impact on me.
0: I remember when that album came out. Like It was kind of... I'm not going to say the talk of the town or anything. But it was interesting. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was a very
1: big deal. Uh, Laura Jane, the singer of Against Me, was... I think in the midst of her transition or I just fully transitioned uh, from male to female at that time. And uh, dude, that's what that whole album was about. It was so, so the themes and the lyrics were just like so heavy and heartfelt. And uh, you know, I, t- I think i I think obviously people who listen to this podcast,
0: uh, have realized by now that I'm a crier. And- <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the first thing. You're gonna get to know about Lucas. Uh, I'm a crier. Second time we met, you were like, "God, I miss you so much." Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. it's been a couple days, and and you know I cried too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you kind of spread know, it a little bit. I I know. I, I we've shared tears before in the past. Yeah. I'm a crier, man. I don't give a fuck. I'll admit it. I cry very easily, uh, and. I think the best part of the fact that I cry so easily is that music really, really, really gets me emotionally driven sometimes. Like, I've told you that I cry at Killswitch Engage almost every time I listen to them.
0: That's insane. (laughs) I almost
1: almost cried at the Bandit show the other night. I was just like, it was just, I was overtaken, I mean, for something like that, I would have expected it. You're right, my favorite band and everything, yeah. But, uh, man, listening to Transgender Dysphoria Blues, it really made an impact on me. And I I basically listened to it nonstop uh in twenty fourteen. It it was it was a transition period for me too. Um transitioning from a college student to working a professional career in a very corporate setting and if there's anything that other, you know, listeners might know about me too is that I'm the opposite of corporate. I fucking hate corporate life and corporate culture and all that stuff. So I was really struggling trying to find out figure out who I was in this new setting. And, uh, Laura Jane was trying to find out who she was after she transitioned and
0: I really connected with that in different ways, but with similar themes, I guess, similar tones. Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah, I think the concept of growth keeps coming up in our conversations too. And I think that was a big part of it.
0: Yeah. And, and the whole, uh, you know, her being transgender is also the main theme of this album. I'd say, uh, shapeshift with me all the, I'd say all, but maybe one of the songs, kind of have to do maybe two uh maybe two with, yeah you know their new found identity
1: yeah uh i think um what like suicide bomber i think has nothing to do with uh with transitioning or finding a new identity or anything like that yeah, but yeah yeah i think this uh this album shapeshift with me obviously yes is continuing the themes of transition and growth and rediscovering who you are and also dealing with a lot of the heartbreak and emotional impact that something like what Laura Jane did yeah. can bring. Right. You know, so it's, but it's also kind of like a loose concept album of like falling in and out of love, you know? Cause I think, and with great, like Laura Jane kind of like serving as a narrator of that, because a lot of the songs, especially on, um, Dysphoria, Man, I can, I can never get it right. Transgender dysphoria blues. There we go. Uh, I know a big thing that happened to Laura was when she first started transitioning, her wife was very supportive of that and seemed to be very understanding of that. And then once they, she, Laura started really, really seeing the changes in her body and her voice and the way that she carried herself and the way that she dressed and everything, mm. uh, her wife just like couldn't handle it. You know, so they ended up getting divorced, and wow. Laura Jane was going into this whole transition period with this, you know, support system of her wife, and then event of eventually that all went away. And I hear a lot of that in these in yeah, these lyrics too.
0: Yeah, there are definitely a couple songs on here that might even just directly be talking about her ex wife, and just you know, any anyone going through a change as big as this uh, are going to kind of test their close ones and their loved ones. It just like, it, this is who I want to become. I'm changing into the me that I want to be. Is that someone you're going to like? Is that someone you're going to still like be with? Right.
1: But it's so, I mean, you know, I've watched episodes of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and they have people who have transitioned on there and everything. And I just, I don't understand... The how someone can, you know, oh my son is now my daughter, and for some reason this, I can't accept this, or for some reason, they're you know they're not the same person to me anymore, and I just I don't understand that concept. I'm sure as a as a sexual partner, that might be a completely different level of, you well, know, uh, acceptance. I mean, an understanding.
0: Part of transitioning is kind of shedding this mask that you made yourself. Right. So in a lot of instances that I've seen, transitioning really is becoming a new person.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know,
0: and so. But the
1: beautiful aspect of it is becoming who you've always been. Sure. Deep down, you know, it's like discovering yourself. It's it's a it's a really beautiful thing and something that should be celebrated, and uh, and supported for sure. And uh, it's interesting, man. I remember listening to "Searching for a of Clarity." right before I graduated high school and there's one song I think it's the last song the closer where Laura Jane uh who wasn't going by Laura Jane at the time but she was talking about the lyrics really stood out to me and I remember talking to my friends about it and thinking like what do you think they mean by this and she was saying my mother always told me that if I was born a girl she would have named me Laura I would have worn this type of dress and I would have been into these things and blah blah and I remember hearing that and T- asking my friends, like, dude, what are they talking about? Like, if they, if I was born a girl, I would have been named Laura, and you know, it was just something like that was kind of a debate in my group of friends for a little while after that like, album it came some out.
0: Some theories sprouting.
1: Yeah, trying to think of like what they meant by this, and then ten years later, I read Laura Jane Grace, singer of Against Me, and I look at the picture. I'm like, holy fucking shit, <laughs> like, dude, and her name's Laura. I'm like, she was talking about it like three, four albums ago.
0: She it. It seems like she kind of knew. Yeah, she definitely knew.
1: She definitely knew back then. And I think, you know, she's she struggled a lot with drugs and alcohol throughout, you know, their career and everything, and I think I don't know if those sparked anything in her or made her kind of do this internal, you know, refl- self-reflection or something yeah. like that, but I was really nervous to hear their newer stuff. Cause I was just like, man, now her name's Laura. Like, what is she going to be talking about? What is she going to sound like? But like her voice really hasn't changed much. <laughs> She's still super fucking gruff. Well,
0: tell me, I love tell it. me kind of about the music. Cause I, I'd never really gotten into it mm-hmm. against me. I assumed they would be, uh, kind of mid tempo rocking a little bit, uh, which we do see, you know, a good amount on this record.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say most of these songs are pretty mid-tempo, almost pop-punk.
0: Yeah, it's very poppy. I got a little uh, taste of, like, 2000s and 80s pop-rock combined or something like you, that. Yeah,
1: you you name-dropped All-American Rejects, and I was just like, oh, I fuck. I kind of heard All-American like...
0: Rejects. We were listening to, like, Boyfriend or Crash or something.
1: Yeah, I think it was Crash that, one, that stood out to you. But, like, you know, uh, 1203...
0: Boyfriend, Crash, Delicate Uh, I mean that whole slew of songs Right after the first one was kind of I was like "Ah," Like it's not bad but I'm also not really into it and then It hit like Haunted And it got that Rockabilly vibe and Dead Rats And Rebecca and Nurse Truth Which are like Okay the album picked way back up For me
1: Yeah and Nurse Truth and Suicide Bomber were uh, Very different for against me, because if you listen to like I said, they started out as very punk, extremely punk um, As the Eternal Cowboy was a very loud, very punk rock, very fast album, Searching for a Form of Clarity they allowed themselves to get a little darker and slower in songs, but there was still a lot of just loud, angry music in there, Yeah, and uh, then you got to New Wave and you got to White Crosses, I think it was called Uh, That's when they started slowing it down. That's when they started getting a little more mid-tempo. And they really, really fucking hit their stride, I think, with Dysphoria Blues. I think this is a derivative of Dysphoria Blues, this whole album. Okay. It continues the same themes and the same music and the same songwriting for the most part. But I think it's like a lesser version of that album. That album, to me, is a 9.0, if not above. I absolutely fucking adore that record and and again you know had a very personal connection to it this album is kind of more of the same and just not as good
0: yeah it's it, it's so much poppier than i expected it's like so much poppier. they were trying to go for a hit or something um i mean yeah i literally
1: what song was it dude uh crash the one that you said that sounds like all american rejects yeah. that i feel like that could be on the radio tomorrow and i've literally <laughs> never said that about an against me song and so it never not once
0: I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just where their music interests lie. You know, this is the last album they had. I don't know if they're done. I don't know if they just, like, haven't released music. Yeah, I don't know if they're done either. You know, I think
1: I think this album... You know, I, I've noticed that their their lineup has changed a lot throughout the years, uh, especially their drummers. It's It almost seems like every three or four years they get a new drummer. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, so, you know, with this album and with uh, all their later stuff that has come out i think they've released like singles and stuff since then but uh they've had basically different uh, they had a different drummer and a different bassist for this record
0: Dang, I can't... well that's that's weird because i really like the bassist on this one i really fucking like the bass I was on like my one. favorite part of the music what usually was ah. there would be this chunky fat grimy bass and then Uh, what was that that one song where it was kind of like walking up and down and?
1: Yeah, it was uh haunting, haunted haunts.
0: Yeah, just like it was going up and down and just like, woof.
1: Yeah, very psychobilly, very uh fuzzy. I liked it a lot. Then, then dead rats, the following one after that had really chunky, chunky bass on it. Very bass forward. I, uh, you know. It's weird because I don't think no offense since you're a drummer, but I don't think a drummer and a bassist can really change a band's sound that much if the guitarist and the singer and everyone else isn't doing different shit too, right? So it's like as a drummer you come in and you kind of just fall in line with the band that you're in, and it's and unless you get really involved like you did with with Mortalis and everything, but it's like I don't think this drummer really influenced this album that much. The drummer's good. Uh, I think his name's Adam uh, Willard. I think he did a great job. He had a couple fills that I was like, ooh, that was nice. But really, he's not doing much to guide the music in any sort of direction. It has to be the James Bauman, the lead guitarist, that's been doing this, who has been in this band since pretty much the beginning.
0: Well, yeah, at this point, it seems like they just kind of get session musicians for everyone else, and maybe they make the songs together. Because I didn't... There really weren't any standout moments from the drums, for me, or even now, the guitar. There's really maybe like, yeah. I mean, just not a lot of yeah. standout musical moments in general. I'd say. I in think general, maybe, yeah. The nurse truth. Uh,
1: Was it nurse or Norse? Because I wrote Norse. Truth. Norse.
0: It is Norse. Norse truth. I think I just yeah. Say it wrong on purpose. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Weird. Uh, that had a. That's cool, my least
1: favorite song on this record.
0: It had an interesting bridge. Uh, Dead rats had a speed up after a cool bridge that i i appreciated really,
1: yes yeah i
0: really like that ending um uh, but aside from that not too many like standout moments or anything like that to me
1: no you know the standout moments are bad for me uh mm-hmm. the two the two real standout songs on this album in terms of uh changing up their songwriting and laura jane's delivery and just kind of like different, very different music for what Against Me has been doing on the rest of the record is you called it out, Norse Truth I think it was by far my least favorite track on the record, it's the it's literally the opposite of catchy, and this most of this album is so catchy, and ve- you can sing along to a lot of these choruses uh, Norse Truth I couldn't, I did not want to sing along to it, I honestly, like, it bothered me, I thought the verses were very strange, it was almost like spoken word yeah. delivery, yeah. I didn't like that but it is probably the most interesting song on the record in terms of songwriting, and again, super personal lyrics. I think Laura just really, you know, she just fucking puts it all out there. Well, I think now's a, uh, as good
0: a time as any to get into Nar nugs. Yeah, yeah, do it. Uh, like, you
1: know, I I was going into this record thinking that I was gonna have everything was gonna be an honorable mention. It was gonna be so hard to pick my choice nugs, but that's eh, not really the case. To, it's uh, not
0: really the. It changed a couple times, but it wasn't that hard when I decided on it. Wasn't it wasn't that hard.
1: Now, I think my honorable mentions were the first three songs I enjoyed. Provision, L3, uh, 1203, and Boyfriend. Yeah. I thought were all really catchy. They reminded me a lot of Dysphoria Blues, and I love that record. I thought they had really good uh, riffs in it. And I liked Laura Jane's thing with her lyrics where she can get really esoteric and really specific and almost like poetic at times but then most of the time she is fucking on the nose like just punching you in the face (laughs) with what she's trying to say and i love on boyfriend where she's saying treated me like a boyfriend some dumb fucking boyfriend
0: yeah you know it's her yeah lyrics through this whole project are i'm impressed with how like succinct they are i guess she doesn't need a lot of lines to get across what she's saying but Maybe she'll use a couple to uh, get the point across. And again, that's almost anti against me, because against me,
1: to me, one of the things I liked about them is that every song had so many lyrics just like fucking crammed into every single verse. And she's gotten a lot simpler with her lyricism, which is can be really good. I really like that boyfriend had this kind of theme of like, are you attracted to my fading masculinity that you see in me? Or are you attracted to the to the emerging femininity? That you right. see in me I thought that was a really Really cool concept To try and break down And what a complicated Set of emotions To, to work through But other than that I think Haunting Haunted Haunts Was a fun one Like we like we mentioned All the rockabilly Cyberbilly yeah, right. stuff And Dead Rats uh, Those were all My honorable mentions I think My first choice nug Is 333 though
0: Really? 333? Yeah I really liked it, uh, it. I really liked it As soon as it started It reminded me of A nice Disney Channel Rock band <laughs> <laughs> well, it has the,
1: you know, you know like
0: a yeah, yeah,
1: uh, but I I liked three 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 a lot because super catchy chorus. I felt like uh, I really loved like in my head I was singing along because we're listening to it together so I didn't want to fucking sing out loud. But I was really like the chorus a lot. I like the theme that the three 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 kind of like represents the Holy Trinity a little bit. Yeah,
0: Father Son Holy Spirit, all that.
1: Right, kind of kind of an interesting concept to build off of. Uh, And I liked that. You know, we were talking about how Laura used to really fucking. Sardine can lyrics into every single fucking <laughs> verse, and I three 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 was kind of reminiscent of old against me, where she used to use way too many words and just didn't give a fuck, and she would just like speed up and just say it faster to sure. be able to fit it in. Uh, I I liked that she does that in the verses of three three three, like but yeah, that chorus man,
0: all oh, the devils that you don't know, it super super catchy. It just it that was the song there that I pointed out that it had a weird eighties two thousands pop rock hybrid feel to it
1: yeah i think the that little like oh mickey you're so fine fucking tom yeah that helps
0: the uh (laughs) the harmonies on the chorus sound like very 80s to me
1: yeah very like chanty almost like anthemic yeah
0: right right
1: yeah and i thought the drums really stood out to me
0: on that one so that was a choice nug for sure uh well i'll get to my first choice nug which was dead rats Ah, oh, that's kind of surprising. One of your uh, a little uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, I thought it was. I loved the chunky bass.
1: Yeah, super chunky.
0: Um, I like the chorus though. I feel like they didn't quite stick the landing of the last line of it.
1: <laughs> that's what I mean, dude. Sometimes Laura can get
0: kind of awkward with her, with her lyrics, and and not really try too too hard to like make, make it, it rhyme or make it sound right. like it fits well.
1: Yeah, it was a right fucking fantasy,
0: <laughs> or naive fucking fantasy. It was a naive fucking saying. fantasy.
1: I'm just living in your house.
0: <laughs> but I thought, I thought the pace was cool. Uh, yeah, I think it it had a good amount of songwriting near the end, where kind of dropped off on that bridge and then picks back up, and it was speed up of the of yeah, the chorus like at the very end. I I appreciated yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I thought the riff was fun, too, that like, and the drums doing the little rim shots. Yeah, yeah. Just like following just along. I thought it was just messing around bouncy. a little bit. Yeah, very bouncy. <laughs> well,
0: what's your second nug?
1: Man, that one kind of bounced around a little bit because I thought I was going to go with Dead Rats. And then I kind of thought I was going to go with Haunting Haunted Haunts just because of that rockabilly, psychobilly thing that yeah, we really yeah. called out. And But it was actually, it was Rebecca.
0: Rebecca that's uh yeah. one of my honorable men shows oh okay it was I, so catchy so poppy it was like fast <laughs> but it wasn't angry it wasn't as aggressive as their other fast no. stuff is
1: but man talk about a, a fucking
0: disneyfied punk <laughs> song <laughs> oh god and with the like the background chants like rebecca 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 rebecca, rebecca and then, it's like so but i did like it i liked it a lot even yeah. if it was like a little bit cheesy but like who cares you know yeah i didn't it didn't bother me at all i thought it was really fun
1: uh yeah catchy riff super catchy chorus uh and i like the the i just want to grab your fucking skull or whatever yeah and, He's just, they're just talking about a a girl that they want to hook up with and fuck, but they don't want to, they're not in love with them. And uh, I thought it was, you know, an interesting, maybe it's like one of uh, Laura Jane's rebounds and she's writing a song and she's like, whoa, whoa, don't fall in love with me, Rebecca. We're just fucking.
0: Look, it's not going to be all heartbreak from other people. I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a little fucking heart roughhousing myself.
1: Exactly. It's a, it's a Disney pop punk song about, uh, fucking.
0: Yeah. I and like I don't it. see anything wrong with that. And there ain't a goddamn thing wrong with that. Uh, Well, my... I will mention my honorable mentions were Provision L3. I just liked how punky it was, even though the lyrics were kind of a little dumb. Like, I get it. Like, I know, yeah. what, I know what she was trying to say, but like... Provision like L3 is not like the coolest thing to shout. Um, That's true. <laughs> Rebecca was an honorable mention haunted was an honorable mention but my second choice is going to be nursery how did i fucking i knew it
1: i It's cuz it. it's <laughs> you like the coolest
0: song on the record it's got like an interesting feel to it with the drummer really riding on those hi hats and the kind of those toms i think it had the most That's interesting true, the lyrics interesting. on the record
1: yeah I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, man. It was just so it's not like when you're going to have so many fun songs to listen to on the record, so many catchy songs, then you're going to have something that's like literally the antithesis of that. Well, maybe I don't want to have fun today, Lucas. Yeah, obviously. I knew it. I knew it. I like when when that song came on in my head, I was like he's going to fucking pick this song as a choice Nug. and it's going to upset me, and I was right.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Come up in your, here and fight me if you're if you're if you got enough fucking bones in the doghouse. I might have to. <laughs> All right. Well, is that what? What's your rating for this dang record, huh? Uh, well, you know, I think uh,
1: I went into this with really high hopes. Uh, again, because their previous record I just adored so much and connected with so much and I'm such a long time fan of against me and so supportive of, of everything Laura Jane's been doing in her personal life and and with the band too but yeah I, you know outside of like I really like the guitar tones uh, I they're fully juiced I, I, the drums are loud and punchy. You know, I just think, it, and it's it's so trippy for me that Laura Jane's voice just hasn't changed that much, and I love that uh, because that was such a big part of Against Me's sound. Right. But they're almost a new band at this point. Like, if you listen to their previous albums, you'd think that this was a completely different band. I know they have members come and go, but it's it's weird to, to see such a hear such a huge huge shift sonically in their music. And those three opening songs just like set me up for disappointment a little bit, where I was like you know thinking oh man this is just dysphoria part 2 this is going to be super fucking fun i'm going to love this and then i started realizing that all of these kind of sounded like b-sides of dysphoria so i'm going to have to give this like i don't know, it really it really hurts me to say this but i'm going to have to give it like a 5.0 a 5.0
0: wow yeah yeah okay you now cuz
1: i don't there's not there's probably 3 songs on this record that i want to listen to again Everything else was just kind of like, that's fine. I can have it on. You know, like someone can put it on while I'm hanging out and just be like, oh, yeah, this album. I know this album.
0: Yeah. But it, in in my case, there were a lot of flyovers. Uh, yeah. It, it's like they kind of bunched the good songs and the bad songs together. I like agree. That,
1: I thought the, the album closed really. Yeah. Lamely. Like the
0: last two songs to me and the last three songs for you uh, yeah. were really rough all this is such a yeah. weird song to end it on, but I guess, I guess out of all of them, I could see it being the end, but like, I also don't.
1: Yeah. I was being kind with my honorable mentions too, because I just, you know, I
0: want to like this album more than I did. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, and I think tracks two through six were, like, they, they really tried to do a very poppy thing here for whatever reason or another, and I think they did it well enough. Uh, but I got to be in a very specific and lighthearted mood for that, even if the right. lyrics are a little more raunchy and a little more aggressive. Um, right. But I, it was rough. It wasn't until seven that I was like, oh, it's like, this is my Luke's might not like what I'm about to say. Uh mm. but you know what some good songs it might grow on me. Uh I probably I'll probably listen to this album once once more just see if anything hits me the next time but sure. Uh until then I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a hopeful 6.0. Wow, I'm surprised it's higher than mine. Yeah, I'm kind of like I don't know. I don't have a history with the band. This is literally the first album I've listened to. It's
1: I've true, yeah, it's promised true.
0: Several people I would listen to more, and I have not yet. But that's just how life goes.
1: Yeah, it's like you promised me that you'd listen to Bigwig. I don't even think you listen to one goddamn Bigwig song.
0: Bigwig was my friend at Lucy in Disguise, okay, and they stole all that shit from them. So I don't, okay, I don't fuck whatever. with Bigwig
1: because Bigwig was my friend. Okay. I don't even know what bit this is about.
0: <laughs> well, thank you I don't even all know for what we're
1: referencing right thank now. Thank you
0: guys for watching. Uh, this was a shorty. Namaste. Namaste. Find us on YouTube, <laughs> face, not Facebook, anywhere but Facebook, I think, and Twitter.
1: Yeah. Uh, find us on Instagram at EBPcast, uh, YouTube at just search Earbuds Podcast. We'll come up eventually. Um, yeah, we're on anywhere that you can listen us to uh, podcast. Me and Brett are on Instagram as well. I'm at Jean-Luc Guitard. Brett is at Brett Hanrahan. We have a very exciting episode coming up soon. We're going to have uh, a, an exciting guest. I cannot wait to have them on. It's going to be really really fun. And uh yeah, buddies, let us know what you guys thought of this record, if you love Against Me, what is, what did you think of this album? What other Against Me records should we cover on the podcast because I have a couple of ideas of my own. Uh, and uh, what albums should we talk about in general? We're going to be doing some listener submitted episodes here pretty soon, and we have some good suggestions that we're going to kind of compile into some you know longer episodes and and kind of put it out there as a thank you for for you guys getting involved and, and listening to us, man. So yeah. let us know what y'all thought. Rate us on whatever fucking podcast thing you can rate us on. I heard that that's a thing that you have to do. That's
0: definitely uh, a thing that has to happen.
1: Yeah. So um,
0: rate us if you
1: like us. Uh, give us a, How about this Every, Everyone that gives us A five star rating We will fucking Call you out On the next episode <laughs> We'll, we'll like... be like Hey Chuckle fuck 420 Thank you so much For the fucking Dude
0: don't call out the username Like that Whatever man I mean he He loves us So he would be psyched For us to say his <laughs> we name We fuck with him All the time Doesn't matter
1: Yeah Exactly uh, Stick around For the next episode We're gonna Hopefully uh, Be talking about Cloak and Daggers Album Uh, Lost Art or Cloak Dagger. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. Cloak Dagger. Okay, Cloak Dagger. And I think we have some members of the band joining us for that conversation, so that'll be really fun. Who
0: knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows?
1: Brad, what would you rate this
0: episode? I'm going to rate this episode a fucking (laughs) transgender discomorphia out of 10. Nice, nice. I'm going to
1: rate this uh, a... I don't want to offend anyone out of 10
0: okay well good luck with that yeah go, go ahead and walk on anything. eggshells for
1: the rest of your life
0: i'm fearless
1: <laughs> uh, okay my bad uh happy pride month everyone dude fuck hitler oh I'll shit say it. oh that's controversial yeah, no i'll say it fuck hitler oh i mean i sign off on that i second it i motion it
0: okay fuck joe biden whoa Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. With that said, bye, buddies. Brett, this was good. Lucas, this was good. Bye, all Double.